and it is really important, you know, to to do that to make sure you do start because you don't want to be here in this same position in twelve months' time, having the same conversation with yourself. But if you know that you've been a little bit slack, you know, with your marketing over the last year, then it's okay. Now's the time to to give yourself a break, to start fresh, um, and to really start putting some plans together and in place that are going to benefit you over the next 12 months. So Hey everybody, welcome back to the mashup. Nice to have you joining me again for a, a chat this week. Um, hey, I'm feeling really chilled um, and relaxed and very optimistic today. It's the first week of a new financial year here in Oz. So that's always such a nice opportunity to to start fresh, to um, review what's been going on, to, I guess, make plans if you haven't already done it for the coming 12 months. And it's a clean sheet of paper, isn't it? You know, it doesn't really matter what's happened previously. It's always just a really nice time to think, okay, I'm going to fill up my pipeline with leads. If I haven't been doing all the right things that I know that I should be doing, then it's almost, it's almost like an amnesty for yourself. Hey, to say, okay, I'm going to start fresh now. I know I haven't been doing everything that I'm that I know I should be doing, but I'm going to start now. And it's like a line in the sand again. And and I love it because it comes around every year. We get to, you know, cut ourselves some slack and give ourselves a bit of a break every year and, you know, not be so hard on ourselves and say, okay, right, th- it can start now. And it is really important, you know, to to do that to make sure you do start because you don't want to be here in this same position in 12 months time, having the same conversation with yourself. But if you know that you've been a little bit slack, you know, with your marketing over the last year, then it's okay. Now's the time to to give yourself a break, to start fresh um, and to really start putting some plans together and in place that are going to benefit you over the next 12 months. So feeling nice and optimistic because first week of the new financial year. Also nice and chilled because we've just come back from the pool. Um, part of our self-care routine is that, you know, three times a week we go over to the local aquatic centre and, and we bash out a couple of kilometres in the pool. It's always really good. I find it helps me really clear my head to do something like that, to kind of focus on something other than work for a little while. Exercise always gets those endorphins going. Hey, it makes you feel good, makes you or gives you a bit of a clearer mind, makes it easier to to get back to work and, and to focus on things. And we normally do that in the evening. You know, we normally sort of knock off work, take the grumpy dog out for a walk and then and then um, go for a swim or a run after that. But I've got a networking function tonight, so um, we got it done in the daytime. It's it's kind of early afternoon here when I'm recording this. And so we got that knocked it um, over and done at lunchtime. So anyway, I, I always like to just, you know, have a little bit of a chat at the start with you guys, give you a bit of an insight into what's going on here at um, Orbit Marketing HQ. But so today I wanted to talk about a couple of things and really it's about you know, as I said, it's the first week of the new financial year. And so it's a great opportunity to reset and 
to move forward with new intentions, maybe a new plan, maybe not new, but maybe, you know, it's time to review what you've been doing and tweak. And ideally, you should be reviewing your marketing consistently, like all the time. There should be review built into your marketing um, processes, I guess. So whatever it is that you're doing, you should be keeping an eye on it. You should be seeing what kind of results are being delivered, what kind of return you're getting, whatever those metrics are that are important to you. Some people look at return on ad spend. Um, Some people purely look at, well, what's this advertising doing to my top line? Is it growing my company revenue? Then, you know, great, I can deal with the costs and the profitability later on, but I just need to grow my top line. Whatever it is that's important, to you, you should be consistently reviewing that. But I get it. We're all busy. We've all got a ton of things to do. Marketing isn't always your number one priority. You know, as a business owner, it should be very, very high on your list of priorities, right? If you don't have a regular, consistent, predictable flow of new customers into your business, then that's a real problem. But I understand, you know, that that you're busy and you've got delivery to take care of and you've got maybe staffing issues if you've got a slightly bigger team, if you're a freelancer, you know, or or um, a solopreneur or you're really bootstrapping, then you've got a ton of hats that you're wearing and I understand that. So as much as we say you should be reviewing your marketing and what's working on a regular and consistent basis and making adjustments as a result of that, it's not always feasible. So this time of the year is a really good opportunity for you to take that time and do a genuine review and have a look at you know what's working and not and what what's not working and then you know obviously maybe not obviously um, do more of the stuff that's working and less of the stuff that's not working and so what we suggest you should be looking at at this time of the year is firstly and really importantly is where are your leads, your inquiries and your sales coming from? If you're running paid advertising, then you really want to have a look at which channels are you using to run your paid ads? So you might be running ads on Facebook and Instagram and whilst they're both owned by Meta, they are different platforms. They have, you know, different um, audiences. They they get very different results sometimes depending on your offer and, and you know, the product or the service that you're selling. So you might be using Facebook, you might be using Instagram, you might be using LinkedIn, TikTok, any one of the different platforms. Hopefully you've got regular and consistent email marketing happening as well. And so it's really important to have a look and see where are my leads and sales coming from? And that means necessarily that you've got to have a way of tracking that, but you know that that's a whole nother conversation. So first thing that you want to look at is, is my paid content, right? My, my paid traffic or my paid content actually delivering leads, you know? So if you're running ads on those platforms, are you getting leads and inquiries from it or sales from it? That's the first thing that you want to know. If you are, Great. If you're not, then obviously we need to go back to to the drawing board and have a look at things like your targeting, your offer, especially like how are you creating your offer, how are you positioning your offer, what sort of messaging, what sort of visuals, all of those things. If you're running paid traffic and you're not getting leads and you're not getting sales, then you definitely need to look at that because that should be a 
that should be a core function of your paid advertising. Your organic stuff is different, right? If you're posting onto your social media profiles, then it's okay to do that largely for engagement. It's okay to do that largely in order to build a community provided you're building a community of the right people. And yeah, you definitely want a percentage of that to be sales focused. You want a percentage of your organic content to be salesy, to be, hey, this is our product and our service and and this is what we're offering and this is how you get in contact or do business with us and this is why you would, right? Here are the benefits and here's the offer. But if you're not generating a heap of leads and sales from your organic stuff, as long as you're engaging your community and, and they're the right ones, that's okay. But with your paid ads, the core objective of that is ultimately to be generating sales. So, you know, depending what your funnel looks like, right at the top, some of your ads might be there to raise awareness of who you are, what you do, and what you're offering. Um, some of your ads will be designed to get leads. So it might not be a straight up call to action to buy something or book in for a call with you. It might be to download some sort of value-based offer or sign up for a webinar or something along those lines in order to generate a lead that can then be nurtured and converted into sales. But ultimately, the goal of your paid ads is to take people from not knowing who you are and turn them into paying customers. So first thing, is your paid advertising at some point in your funnel converting into sales? If it is, great. Then we need to look at, well, which channels are you using? So it's really important, by the way, that you're advertising across multiple platforms. You you shouldn't really have all of your eggs in one basket. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. So let's say, for example, you've decided that your audience spends most of their time on Facebook and that's where you're going to concentrate your advertising efforts. That's great. That can be your your main platform. But for anybody who spent any sort of significant amount of time and money advertising on Facebook, you'll know it can be a really unstable and really unpredictable platform, right? Ads get disapproved, ad accounts get shut down for seemingly no reason. And it's just like, oh, fuck, like, what do we do now? When an ad account gets shut down, often it's a mistake, right? So there's there's um, machine learning or artificial intelligence that makes these initial decisions about whether or not an ad meets community guidelines. And if it doesn't, the ad can get disapproved. And if that happens often enough, the ad account can get shut down. And, and it can happen by mistake, and it can be really difficult to have that reactivated. So if that happens to you, and you're not advertising anywhere else, and you're relying on those ads to generate a high proportion of your website traffic or of your leads or your inquiries or even your sales if you're sending people straight to like an online shop and that gets shut down, that's a big problem because there goes a big chunk of your revenue. And so if you if you can't very, very quickly and easily just reallocate that advertising spent to another platform to recoup those sales, then you're going to have a big hole in your revenue for a period of time. So it's important that you don't have all of your eggs in one basket, whichever basket that is. Um, So even if you're advertising somewhere like Google, which still has those kinds of issues, but certainly not with the same frequency as Facebook. um, And for whatever reason, your ads stop getting the result that you want and you don't have another channel, that's that's a big risk. You're really exposed if you're only using one channel. So you should be using multiple. Um, We suggest that you should have 
a primary channel and then a couple of backups as well. So if you're a B2B, for example, you might be running ads on LinkedIn and Google and Facebook, and you've got all three channels. And then your email would be a separate one. So that would be, so the the social platforms might be the top of your sales funnel that you're using to generate leads by offering your free value-based bit of content. And then email is how you nurture those people and gradually move them through the customer value journey or the decision-making process, gradually adding a little bit more value and a little bit more value and building that level of trust that has to be there before making an offer for people to buy something from you. So that that's how the email component of that would work. So your social platforms, they're going to be the channels that that drive those leads and then the email and SMS maybe is going to be the channel that converts them into sales. So looking at your social channels, where are the leads coming from? Is one of those platforms delivering more leads than the others? Um, it could be that one of them is is really a hotspot for you, you know, and you've hit like a nice little purple patch in generating a ton of leads and really cost effectively. And then the other platforms are really not doing so well. And it can be very, very easy if you've got, say, three or even four different platforms running and, and leads coming in from all of those different sources, and you're just really happy that all these leads are, are coming in. It's really easy to not kind of break it down further than that and say, well, where are they coming from? Because if you're getting really good, really cost-effective leads from one of those channels and the others are really expensive, then you might be you might be better off allocating more of your budget to the one that's working and a bit less to the others, still keeping them there as backup. Or it might be that, let's say, for example, Facebook's generating a ton of leads, LinkedIn's not really generating a lot of great leads. Could be that the messaging for LinkedIn is wrong. You need to tweak that or change it, but you won't know if you're not measuring that. And that's my point. So as part of your review process, have a look at where are my leads coming from? That's top line, right? That's that's kind of superficial analysis of what's going on. Then you need to have a look and and determine what's the quality of those leads like because it is really easy to get cheap leads from some of those platforms but that's not always great value if those leads don't convert into sales at a rate that makes it cost effective so um, they don't always have to convert at a really high rate by the way so this is an important thing to note you when you get a referred lead, somebody says to a friend, oh, you've got to go and see you know, Simon at Orbit Marketing because they do a great job. That person comes to us, there's a 90% chance they're going to buy something from us because they're already qualified and they already trust us because their friend that they trust told them to. As opposed to leads that come in from cold traffic, so if we're running an ad campaign, those leads that come in, we might convert 5% of those into sales. But because the cost of those leads is quite low, that's still a really profitable exercise. So don't look at a channel that's converting at a low percent or low percentage and think that it's no good because it could be, depending on what the value of your product is, that even that low percentage, because the leads are really inexpensive, could still be very profitable. So firstly, look at, well, the leads that are turning into sales, which platform are they coming from? Because again, no good generating a ton of leads if none of them are converting or if they're converting at such a low rate that it's not profitable. Then have a look at, well, how much money am I making from those leads that convert into sales relative to what I'm spending to get them and see if it's profitable. If it is, great, keep doing it. If it's not, 
then you need to take some action and do that for each of your platforms. So that's the second thing you need to do, right? Number one, am I getting leads? Number two, where are they coming from? Number three, are they converting? Now, if they're not, then you need to start having a look at things like the ads themselves. So let's say you've got a number of different ads running across Facebook um, or LinkedIn or any one of the platforms. It's great to look at okay, I'm getting a ton of leads from this particular platform and they're converting into sales, but go even deeper than that and look at the individual ads. Which ad, right? What copy is generating the leads? What offer is generating the leads? So you might have an ebook that you're offering people, right? Free ebook download in order to get them onto your list so that you can nurture them, convert them, etc. You might also have an ad that's a straight up call to action to book in for a, for a phone call with you or a strategy meeting with you. Now, the uh, lead magnet, so the ebook is going to generate more leads at a lower cost per lead, which looks really good at the top line. But even if you're paying three or four times more in order to get that straight up inquiry to get on a call with you, if they're converting at a higher rate, then that might be a more effective ad. So you need to know that, right? Which one of my offers on each platform is converting? So I know this is starting to sound a little bit complex, and this is why we suggest doing it on an ongoing basis. If you do this once a year, then it's a really big event. Um, But these are all of the kinds of things that you need to look at when you're analyzing, well, what have I been doing and where have I been spending my money and what worked and what didn't work? So that's the traffic side of it, right? Analyze that, see what's working, see what's not working. And then if you are using a lead gen tactic, such as the free ebook, the free checklist, the free webinar, the five-day challenge, you know, whatever you've determined is most effective for your audience, or if you're working with an agency, you know, whatever the agency has kind of advised is the best way to go forward for you. Then you need to look at what's the conversion rate from let's say you're using um, a four or a five step email sequence to convert people. If you're using a webinar, then you're probably trying to convert them on that webinar. So the email sequence that you're sending them after they opt in might be to ensure that you get a high show up rate, right? So let's say you're running a free webinar, you get a hundred people sign up for it. Then what you do is you want to have an email sequence in place to make sure as many of those people as possible actually turn up to the webinar live because that's your best chance of converting them into a sale. And that's what the webinar is really for, right? You want it to be useful and helpful and educational so that if people walk away from that webinar and they never talk to you again, they've actually got value from it, but you want to make an offer on that webinar to convert some of those people into paying customers. So you need to review how many people are showing up for the webinar and therefore is my email sequence working? And then once they get there, how many of those people are converting and therefore is my offer working? You need to review all of that. If it's an ebook that you're offering as a download, then you'll often need some other sort of form of conversion um, tool. So it, it might not be that people download your ebook and then they get a series of emails and then they sign up for something, especially if you're a high ticket product, um, you might need something else like a free strategy call. So if somebody downloads your ebook, you might send them then a sequence of three or four or five emails, each of them not making a sales pitch because that's spammy, but each one helping to solve a little micro problem that gets them closer each time, one step closer to that dream outcome. And then 
once they've kind of received that, once they've experienced um, the outcomes of listening to you, of taking your advice, of using the tools and the advice that you've been sending them, and they're getting a little bit closer to that desired outcome, and they're like, wow, these guys really know what they're talking about, then you can make an offer of a free call. Let's jump on a call and we will help you plan or we will help you uncover or we will help you whatever it is that you do. And then on that call, you want to have the opportunity to make a sales pitch to them as well. So that's how you will convert those people. You know, they're again, if it's a high ticket product, they're unlikely to download your ebook, read a few emails and then sign up for something. Um, or it could be a video sales letter, right? So you might send those three or four useful, valuable, helpful emails that are helping them along the way. And then you might send them a video which makes an offer if you can't get them on a phone call. But you need something, another step in that process to convert them. But have a look at that and see, is that working? You know, uh, I might be getting people onto my list for $2.50 or $3.50 or $4 each because they've downloaded my free book. But then am I is that email sequence working in order to convert them and get them onto a call? If not, you need to review that email sequence. So these are some of the things that you need to have a look at. As I said, do it frequently if you can, build it into your regular marketing process. But if you can't, right now, start of a brand new financial year, now is the time to conduct that review. Okay, so that's it, gang. Review time. Look at is my paid stuff getting me leads? Which channel uh, are the leads coming from? What's the quality like? Which particular ad, which copy, which offer, which headlines, which visuals are generating the leads? Which of those are converting into sales? Is my email sequence working? If I'm doing a webinar or a five-day challenge, how many people who sign up for that are converting? Do I need to review my paid offer? Look at all of these things, document them, and then based on that, make some changes for your marketing going forward. It's a clean sheet of paper, gang. July is the perfect time to launch a new campaign and to start filling up that pipeline with leads. So thanks for joining us. Uh, if you would like some help with your marketing, guys, if you're if you're listening to this thinking, oh, that all sounds awesome, but I don't really know where to start. That's okay. We do. Reach out. Um, reach out for a chat. You'll find us at Orbit Marketing Oz on Facebook, Orbit underscore marketing on uh, Instagram, send us a DM. Uh, let's have a chat and see how we can help you put a funnel like this together for your business. All right. Thanks for joining me. I will look forward to seeing you guys on the show next week.